Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shabbos Learning Project podcast recording. Um, due to technical difficulties, the recordings, the incremental step-by-step presentation of Moleches Dash, the um, category of prohibition of threshing on Shabbos, uh, was not recorded properly last week. So in this recording, rather than go through all the steps, um, instead, what I'm going to do is go through the questions on the ever-popular Table Talk quiz that was out this Shabbos. Baruch Hashem, we had over 150 copies that were taken and lots and lots of uh, very positive feedback and participation. So um, as a way of teaching the material and also explaining all the answers to the quiz questions, I'm going to use this recording to go through the questions and answer them one by one. And through that, we'll arrive at a lot of learning and a lot of uh, information with regards to this topic. In addition, I will also be publishing the answers in a shorter version that will be available on the tables on Shabbos. So without further ado, first question was, your boss at work lovingly sends out holiday gift packages to all his employees. The card says, you're all nuts, and the package contains all sorts of strange exotic nuts in their original shells. You bring them home for Shabbos to serve as dessert. Are there any restrictions with regards to these nuts? So the correct answer, drum roll, please. If you're driving, keep both hands on the steering wheel and just imagine a drum roll. So the correct answer, uh, there are actually in this question two correct answers. And they are answer number C, or letter C. The shells should be cracked just before you wish to eat them. And answer number D, be aware of any extra layers of shells, especially if they are green. Let's start with D, because that is uh, more directly related to our topic this week. As I mentioned in the first class that I believe was published on a podcast, um, it is permissible to crack nuts on Shabbos. The exception is a outer layer known as a klipa hayeroka, which is brought in the Ramah. It's called the green shell. And what the Ramah is referring to in contemporary terms, one example is the outer layer of an almond that we rarely come across. Uh, in addition to the harder shell of an almond, there's a softer, fuzzy, felt-like green shell um, that is surrounding the almond in its natural form. And that is a shell that is taken off, that's an outer layer that's taken off before it arrives on uh, the shelves in our stores and, and certainly in our kitchens. That is a, a prohibition of dutch, taking out that outer layer. The inner layer, the one that's commonly cracked at home, um, that's one that doesn't fall under the prohibition of dutch because it's not an agricultural process. That explains answer D. There's a secondary uh, matter of concern, one that is much more common than that outer green substance, and that is answer number D, which is the shells should be cracked just before you wish to eat them. In addition to considerations of dash, there's also considerations of borer, which is the prohibition against separating the bad from the good. In the case of nuts, um, which is a exception that is beyond the uh, scope of this particular recording. But in the case of nuts, a person is allowed to crack the nuts and remove the shell, but it must be done shortly before one wishes to eat them. Um, a time limit called la'alter, which literally means immediate, immediate use. Um, how far that extends and the various uh, conditions that apply, we discussed last year when we, uh, when we learned borer, so you can search in your podcasts for those recordings. So that's the answers to question number one. Question number two. After attending the Nefesh Benefesh meeting a few weeks ago, 
you decide it's time to consider Aliyah. The information packets tell you that the first step to ensuring that you fit in is to perfect your garinim eating skills. Those are sunflower seeds. Knowing that you need help, you ask your Israeli neighbor for guidance. But he can only give you a tutorial on Shabbos afternoon, Shabbat afternoon. There's one hitch. You don't actually like sunflower seeds and do not wish to eat them. Can you, uh, can you still practice? The correct answer here is choice B, which is your friend says, simple, just give me the seeds and all will be well. Uh, this also is technically not under the category of dash. This is under the category of boder, as we just explained uh, in choice C of answer one, the last answer, which is that one needs to do it um, close to the time that one, in other words, one needs to crack the shells close to the time that one wants to eat the seeds. And in addition, there's a halach in Bora that you may select uh, the good from the bad, not just for yourself, but even for somebody else. So in this case, you're cracking the shells uh, just before you want to use them. Uh, in this case, you're going to be giving them to your friend to eat, and that is permissible. Question three. Your Shabbos host serves a dish of what they call fish. I actually didn't know that rhymed when I wrote it. You're not quite sure what it is, and you don't really want to find out, but as a cordial guest, you know you have to at least try it. Fortunately, they provide ample lemon wedges with which you can use to drown your fish in fresh, squeezed lemon juice. Is that permitted? The correct answer is choice C. You can't drown the fish, but you can add some juice. This is the principle of mashke haba la'ocha, a subcategory of dash, of threshing, the general topic of the week is juicing, schita, squeezing fruit for their juice. Just like the general molacha um, is incurred when a person takes out a wheat kernel from the shaft, so too uh, another, another form of this molacha, it's a tolda, a subcategory, is when you take out extract juice from fruit. However, that principle that um, extracting juice from fruit is prohibited is only when the substance coming out is deemed as halachic juice. It has, it's not just liquid, it's not just wet, but it has a halachic designation of juice. Uh, for example, in the Gemara, the Gemara gives two totally separate categories of juice. One is zesim va'anavim, which is olives and grapes. The stuff that is squeezed out of olives and grapes, which we would call olive oil and wine or grape juice, that is definitely juice and is biblically prohibited. There's another category called tusen vrimonim, which is strawberries and pomegranates. The juice that is squeezed out of strawberries and pomegranates is not considered to be biblical juice. Uh, it's not biblic- biblically um, viewed as juice. Rather, it's a rabbinic prohibition. The distinction between the two is um, going to take some time to go into, and therefore I'm not going to do it in this short recording. Uh, but the easiest way to understand it is that things that are uh, fruit that is generally used for juicing um, is considered to be halachic juice. Fruit that is not generally used for juicing, but may be sometimes used for juice, is rabbinically prohibited. In our world, um, that distinction doesn't make much of a difference because at the very least, almost all fruits that we encounter is rabbinically prohibited because somewhere in the world, somebody is juicing them and very often they're being exported and therefore all over the world they're treated as halachic juice. 
The one exception to that rule is when a person is squeezing his fruit, squeezing the juice out of the fruit, and it's directly onto solid food. So one can't take a lemon wedge and squeeze it into his tea. That would be juicing, squeezing lemon juice out of the lemon. That's prohibited. However, if one were to squeeze lemon juice onto a solid food, like a fish in this case, which is very common, that would be permitted. The reason is because the juice that's coming out of the, the lemon is not considered to be halachic juice, since it is needed for and is squeezed with intention to use with a solid item, it is viewed halachically as being solid, as being still fruit. Really, it's like lemon coming out and not lemon juice. This is a fine option. The only restriction is that one is actually using it for the food itself. And therefore, one is allowed to squeeze lemon or any other fruit onto a solid item, but only if it's needed um, and going to be going onto the fruit, excuse me, the food itself. Once it starts spilling over the sides, then it no longer um, carries that leniency. And that's why the correct answer in this question is choice C, which is you can't drown the fish, but you can add some juice. You can squeeze some lemon juice onto it. Um, There are three more questions. I'm going to move to the next recording. Thank you for listening.